Hi, welcome to Bevy's on Tap. I'm Tim, and this is episode number 33, and I'm with Travis again. Hello. How you doing, Travis? I am doing great. Jeff is still in Portland. Um, actually, yeah, Jeff is in Portland right now, and we're still waiting for him to get back, still waiting to hear about this trip. So I am back in the driver's seat with Tim. Yeah. Ready for on the show. On the loud side of the microphone. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yep. Right. Still, still staring at the computer screen though, as I can see. Yeah, it's like, like reading how many minutes we're in. Forty-one, forty-two, forty. That seconds, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I I get to see the monitor this time, so I feel like I'm half professional. Yeah, I'm like um, multitasking. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not very good at. So. Um. Well, shout out to Jeff. Ayo. Ayo. What's going on, Jeff? We should call him. <laughs> That would be sweet. That would. I don't know um, how it would sound, so I'm not. Actually, do it, we talked about this. I do want to do an episode with um, Zach, my son. Yeah. And he is in Washington, Europe, right now. Oh, he's in Europe. Yeah. So he's gonna come back. He is at the. Um, it's the World Cup Rugby, which is no the World way. Rugby Tournament. Um, I talked to him. He was in Italy. Or sorry, Italy. He was in um, England. He was in London, mm-hmm. um, and but he spent an, I think a lot of time in France. Um, gotcha. So yeah, he's gonna have some great stories. Oh, we got definitely have to get him on. So that would be sweet. Sometimes and he has a podcast. Yep. Um, and I don't know if we can talk him into it, but he does stand up comedy, so maybe oh. we could have him do a little stint. Um, he cusses a little, so. Um, I don't, we, it might be, and then I went to the beep, 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 and then I went to the beep, 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 beep. We can, we can no, always bleep no, it no, out. No. Yeah. He could probably tame it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's stand up comedy. So it's like typically a little bit raunchier yeah. than, you know, everyday language, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so today, what do we have in here, Travis? Today we have the. John Prey Chocolate Porter, which it's a 6.2%. Yeah, coming in at 6.2. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, actually. Warmer upper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a kind of full circle moment here because the first episode that we did was the other porter, Hannah Banana. True story. That was episode one. Yeah. And episode 33, we are here with the. 33, by the way. Larry Bird's number. Mm-hmm. One of the best basketball players, <laughs> maybe the best basketball player of all time. Really? And I'll, I'll make my argument, but let's okay. crack these babies open. That seems like a hot take. Let's, let's crack these babies open. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Bevy's on Tap. If you're listening at home, I hope you are getting to pour your favorite Bevy. And enjoying a nice little podcast with us. Um, Jeff, I am pretty certain we'll be back the next episode. Next, yes. Yeah. Oh, we got a, a beautiful lot of really color. Good episodes. Yeah. It is. You are not going to see through this glass. <laughs> not it, at all. No. It. Its name is true. It is a chocolate porter, um, and it is. Uh, it's chocolate. All the way through, so we we talked about making it. 
It sends a little bit because it, it's similar to the Hanna Banana. Yes, it's actually uh, identical to the Hanna Banana. Yeah, um, has cocoa nibs in it. Yep, um, which give it that nice, like fresh, cocoa-y taste. Um, and it's got like that, uh, yeah, that, like that cocoa bite at the back. Yeah, it's fabulous beer. Um, probably has a little bit of caffeine in it because of that. I don't know. Oh, I'm willing to bet. It tastes, I mean, it's, it got that coffee. Yeah, it's kind of, it, it's definitely it. got that like coffee-ness to it. It's the yeah. chocolate mixed with just the bitterness of the, of the beer. It's, yeah, the combination of, that's exactly what it is. It's the, um, dark roast grains in the recipe yep. along with the cocoa nib additive right yep and that hop strand yeah they, they give that off it's fabulous it's uh i know when we make this one there's a lot of uh, a lot of grain that goes into this one the yeah chocolate malt is well six six two getting the six two yeah that's uh kicking it up a little notch um and there's a lot of flavor to it. A ton of flavor. Yeah. Yeah, it's great beer. I mean, for me, I I feel like I never drink the John Prey, or at least I don't as much as I should, because it's right up there. You know, that's number five on our tap list, and it has been probably since I first started Almost working since here. the beginning. I, I, I don't think it's been off tap since i started working there's been a couple of times i think it has been off tap um there was i mean if it were off tap in like late spring middle of summer i don't know if i would be too disappointed Mm -hmm. um but we actually were off tap in like it was like i want to say like december january see that's a problem that's a problem yeah. yeah, and yeah, this is the perfect. Now that the weather's getting a little but chillier, a little colder, this is the perfect beer to have. Yeah, for sure. But um, this is number five, and then right below it, number six, we have that hand of banana, and between the two, whenever I'm at the brewery, you know, looking for something to drink, and I want something dark, I always go hand of banana. That's I do too, typically. Yeah. I like the sweetness of it. Yeah. It's, the, it's, it's a little bit sweeter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So, and, and it's weird, but drinking the Hannah Banana reminds me of Hannah Barrett. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and then it always makes me, like, smile. She was so awesome having her around. She, she just had a glow about her. Um, it does. Um, I need to go see her. Yeah. But, her dad is the one that, that uh, donated the money back. He to won last week. We were talking nursery. about yeah, the yeah. Uh, golf outing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He won that. Um, great, great people. Can't say enough about Dave and uh, Hannah. Um, but I feel like, like I said, like I said, the John Prey or the Hannah Banana. That's my go-to whenever I want a dark beer, which I feel like really takes away from this one. But I shouldn't because this one is just as good if not you know it definitely is standalone yeah like quality like it's it's got and that's the way a lot of recipes are the base recipe 
mm-hmm. which is, you know, this for the Hannah Banana. Yep. It's got to be a solid recipe. Yeah. Because if the recipe behind all the adjuncts and flavoring that you can add to it, um, sometimes it works out. But it definitely, you have a, I feel like a lot more potential if your base recipes are solid. Yeah. So. And this is a, if you go back to a, to the first episode, like we said, you can hear more about this beer being made since it is the base for that hand of banana. But um, the sound quality might not be quite as good. Actually, yeah. Now that I say that, don't go back to episode <laughs> one. Uh, actually, it might be good. I haven't gone back myself to listen to see like our sound quality and how we've kind of done and how many ums and ahs and. Uh, pauses and like stupid stuff that comes in. I'm I'm scared to go back to uh, after we hit a year, which we're, that's kind of when I think I might yeah, look at it. Uh, that yeah. should be the the one year anniversary episode is going back and listening to episode one. Yeah. So we we can't until that happens, but this is still yeah going back to this. This is a great beer. Yeah. Well, we could probably definitely by year one figure out a blooper section of. Oh yeah. Things that didn't work out, including a whole recording that we lost. Sorry again, Sarah, but we're making that up. Making that up. That's going to be a good episode. Yeah. Um, So, okay, my argument for Larry Bird. Okay, yeah, let's get into that. All right. So this is my argument. Um, And I say this being not a Larry Bird fan. I was not a Larry Bird fan growing up. I was not a Celtics fan. I was Michael Jordan all the way. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan, I think individually, physically, um, was right there, I guess I would say, you know, with, with... single best player of all time. Yep. That, um, that you can just end the argument right there. I think you could say like Michael Jordan made everybody around him a better player yep. and um if you didn't want to be a better player you were playing for the wrong team if you had Michael on it. Mm-hmm. That's that's Here's here's my argument for Larry Bird. I have watched tons and I, and you know, I'm no basketball scholar but I've watched tons of video of players that played with certain people at the time and um, everybody that if you go back and listen everybody that says you know when you when you played Michael you knew it was he's bringing his a game like all the time there's no others there's no other side Kobe Bryant I think he's right in that category Um, and, and, and it's definitely a lot easier to look at it from the offensive side. Um, uh, but I think if you throw defense into the mix, I think that Kobe was great, but he was not like one of the greatest. I think Michael was just as tenacious defensively as he was offensively. Um, here's my argument though. Okay. Go into Larry Bird. I go back to watch videos of people that played against Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. And there's one common thing that everybody says about Larry Bird is 
one, Larry's a winner. Yep. And Larry is going to win, and he will fight you. He will fight you tooth and nail, and he is fierce, and nobody did he ever back down from. And if you got in his face, he was bringing it even harder, just like Michael did. Just, you know, they all did offensively. Mm-hmm. If if you, you know, gave Larry an inkling that, dude, you don't have it, he'd light you up for 35, you know. Um, and he was doing it in a day when the sun wasn't shining on the big moneymaker of, um, I'll call it kind of extreme sports, like the, you know, before every basketball player, baseball player left chasing money. Yep. You know, if he wanted to, if he wanted to build a dynasty team, and he had a dynasty team, but if he wanted to build a dynasty team, he definitely could have done that. Michael definitely um, committed to Chicago, um, and and certainly as NBA players, if you got a chance to go to. The Celtics and Larry Bird's there, and you got a chance to win a ring. You're going. Yep. Yeah, I think. But that that's my kind of overall <laughs> general argument for Larry Bird, um, and he just he dominated any game he wanted to. So he dominated games he wanted to, while Michael Jordan just dominated every game that he played. Um. I mean. They were close from that perspective. I mean, I don't, I don't, never looked at, I know, I know Michael scored more points overall. Um, Have you seen the TV show uh, Winning Time? I don't know. What is it? That's the one with John C. Riley. Um, and he's the owner, no, he becomes the owner of the Lakers. Okay. I don't think I have. And it's, uh, about when they, you know, draft Michael Jordan, or sorry, sorry, Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson. Oh, Magic, Magic yeah, Johnson. Yeah, uh, I got they, a sweet Magic story. I'm going to tell you in a little bit. Okay, yeah, you can. And it kind of the first season. I think there's a second season coming out. I haven't seen the second season. If it is out, but um, they kind of get into a little bit that Magic Johnson and the Lakers versus the Celtics. You know. It was all that era, right? Yeah, that, I mean, that whole time period. That time period, and, and Michael's coming in, right? So Michael was probably slightly younger. I mean, you talk about some fantastic athletes all together shining. Mm-hmm. And it was before, again, maybe before athletes were put so much on a pedestal that they could live lives, and you weren't so interested in who they were personally. You just wanted to know they could dribble the ball. Yeah. You know? um, although I think because there wasn't that fascination with them personally, most of them were normal. Yeah. You know, I don't think it was as crazy as it is now. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, like well, it's almost Hollywood now. Well, yeah, the world that we live in with the, you know, media, social media, and everybody caring mm-hmm. about everything that happens. It's just, it's a whole different ball game. But um, I'd recommend, I want to hear this Magic Johnson story, but I'd recommend watching Winning Time. I think you'd really like it. Magic would be right in there of one of the best players, I think, ever. He he was one of the best team leaders. Um, 
uh, and a, a big man at point. Like, he was sizably, I think, big for a point guard, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I mean, he certainly wasn't like a John Stockton. Um, uh, I'm going back because I don't know any current players, man. I don't even <laughs> watch. I don't, I, I, seriously, I don't hardly watch any professional sports. Well, I can tell that from your fantasy football team that I just oh. crushed this week. Uh, just a little heads up. We are in a uh, Buffalo Rock Fantasy Football League. I don't even want to hear it. And this week I am playing uh, Timbo's Amazing Team, which is the name. Which of- I didn't I didn't name it the Amazing Team, but Timbo's is all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, it wasn't even a close game, was it? I just dominated. No, it's not. I'm pulling it up. Um, you scored 144.18 points. Um, I scored 124.48 points. That's a 20-point game. Yeah. Um, wow. I did have uh, a running back score point nine points. <laughs> Who's that? Um, Hall from... Oh, Brees Hall? Yep. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, in my other league, um, I don't know if I missed it. I, I It stinks, but I don't think it would have mattered. Um, Aaron Jones didn't play, or did he get hurt in the game? I'm not sure. That was it against says the he's Falcons? out now, which makes me think he's out. It says listed inactive. Um, well, did he get you any points? No, he didn't play. Oh, so then, yeah, he's probably so I had him in. Probably didn't. Play I him. lost to Brian Wilson. Wilson. Oh, yep. Um, by 1.3 points. Oh, no. Right? I looked at it if on my bench. If I knew the guy was out, I only had basically two people to choose from that were playing because all my people are either out or hurt yep. already. Um, the one which would have been more likely was a receiver versus an extra tight end. Yep. Um, I would have won. Hmm. But if Brian would have played his bench, he would have even beat me by more. So, yeah, that's yeah. just just bad coaching on your part, I guess. It is definitely bad coaching. <laughs> um, that's the league my dad's in, right? Yeah. Mm. Yep. I helped. Yeah, him I'm not doing so well. My my team is terrible. How how's he doing? What's his? Well, record? I I drafted Taylor. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah. So well, I did it thinking i got to get through a couple games maybe that'll get settled but i don't think it's going to get settled i've heard the opposite i've heard that he he's in the building Mm. uh so that's a big sign to him coming back and playing so they're at least talking they're at least talking i don't know if he's going to be playing for the maybe working out or what yeah, yeah whatever i i i also have taylor in one of my leagues well actually my main fantasy league i have taylor and um, I would really prefer if he was, you know, on the field. I don't care what team he plays for. Uh, I don't care what – I really don't care what he's doing as long as he's playing football on Sundays. Someone yeah, I, I would I would like to see that happen. Yeah. So All what right, – Let me hear this. What happened Johnson's to me story. in my draft, oh, draft. In, in our league is um, we have a keeper league. I didn't keep any. Yep. And so my first pick was C.D. Lamb. Hmm. 
right? He was he was the highest pick I could get, and I had a philosophy of kind of going in that I'm gonna I'm gonna take pretty much my highest pick, and I'm gonna build my team from there. Yeah. And so took a receiver. So, um, my next thing was I wanted to take a running back. Yep. So took Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Sad. And you guys drafted. No, no, no. I take that back. I did not. I took um, McLaren as my second pick. I changed because Taylor was my best running back that I could pick. Yeah. So I went off of my game plan and went two receivers. Double up. Okay. Yep. And then I got. It was it was a terrible draft. Yeah. Um. I don't like hey, my team that much. You know, I heard the exact same thing last year from you when you were talking about your team. Except for last year, why? Well, I, I did screw up a little bit this year because I was not able to draft from my computer. It did the same thing as it did last year. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to draft from my computer. I had to draft from my phone. And I couldn't be logged into both at the same time. Gotcha. So it, was a, it was a kind of a pain. That's, that is tough. That is tough. Uh, real quick, because I do want to talk about. I know you had an event. Uh, it was either last Saturday or two Saturdays ago. Uh, yeah, down at um, uh, Two Bandits. Yep. Down in Hicksville, um, who's outside of Bryan, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, really nice event. Uh, great music. Um, uh, they put on. It's it's brewery organized, which is kind of cool. That's why I really like it. Um, and it was great seeing the other breweries, local breweries that were there, um, from Finley um, to uh, Brewing Green to uh, Cary Brewing Company, who I haven't seen in a little while, but lots of friends that are in it. Um, uh, Upside was there, uh, Patron Saints. They, they, you know, there's lots of these the famous usuals. They also had a few different wines. Um and uh, they have a uh, couple of food vendors that are there. And it's just a really nice event. They had a great day for it. Lots of people came out. And uh, just very well run and organized. And um, I got there a little late. Hmm. It started at 3. Um, I was leaving. Well, I was, I was getting ready to leave the brewery. And um, I had the invoices because we always take invoices yep. with us when we go to these events. I had the invoices. I was, um, Troy, well, Troy printed them, and I needed to grab them off the printer. I had the car loaded up. was leaving. And he said, oh, the tap handles are at my house. Ah. So he's like, well, I'm going there right now. He said, why don't you just follow me? It's not too far out of your way. So I left. And oh, you ought to know this. Oh yeah, I was, I, <laughs> you were working. Now that I, was working. I just realized it, I know exactly what happened. Uh, yeah, I left and I got a phone call, and I had purchased brown sugar, and caramel, and blueberries. Oh, uh, blueberry, blueberry and raspberries. No caramel, and uh, uh, I purchased them, but forgot to drop them off at the brewery. Yeah. So I had to turn around and do that. 
um, by the time I got that, got done to Troy's house, I was about 10 minutes late with my overall setup, but I beat any of the rush crowd. Um, the people that were around me, the other breweries were like, that was the fastest setup we've ever seen. I was like, yeah, and everything worked good. Like it was fast, but I had everything planned out and I knew like when mm -hmm. I walked in, I had it ready to go. Um, and our, our system is pretty easy to hook yeah. up. Um, the only thing about it was, is cause I'd been driving, the beers were kind of shaken up a little bit. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so, um, we took the October fest or the fest beer, the fall fest, uh, the fall fest. Yep, yep. The fest beer. And, um, we also took, um, Chuck Shindig, the ALS pale ale. Two good ones. So yeah, really good beers. And they, you know, they, they served well and, uh, Lots of great compliments. Lots yeah. of people coming back for like seconds on them. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, really cool. I had great servers there, um, you know, because they, they give you volunteers and mm -hmm. uh, just really cool people and they know that community real well. Yeah. Um, so pretty pretty sweet. Speaking of that uh, Fall Fest, I know we have two Oktoberfests. We have the Rocktoberfest on tap right now and the Fall Fest Oktoberfest, yeah, which is both the great new beers. One. Both yep. are great. Make sure you go out and check those out. Um, haven't talked about them yet on the podcast. So I know we did the you and Jeff while I was out of town. We gave kind of the prelude. You did a little. They were coming. Yeah. yeah. Talking about it coming out. Um, here within, I, I think sometime in October, we're going to have to talk about both those beers. Yeah. For sure. Because yeah. um, they are both incredible. Maybe we could do like a pumpkin carving contest and like <laughs> talk about that at the same time. Something, something it's about that time themed. of year. It is coming up. We have the pumpkin beer coming out too, man. Oh, I can't wait. That is, that is one I'm excited for. If you remember, yeah, my tap list, my my yeah. overall tap list, top eighteen beers. It was. It was a ten. How many did we have? I think we did. We did our top ten. We did top ten, and it was on there. The pumpkin beer made my top ten. Oh, it made mine too. That's that's uh, yeah. That's my. I tell you, I hope that nothing goes wrong with that beer because I might be crying. <laughs> I know yeah. Troy. Troy actually brewed that one uh, just a couple weeks ago, so it should be on tap whenever. Pretty soon here. Yeah, I wow. brewed uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah? What'd you yeah. brew? I brewed the uh, Hazy. Gotcha. I saw that in there. Yeah. And, yeah. Was it rolling? I didn't get there today. Oh, it was, yeah. Was it the, was it bubbling? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to run a little bit light, ABV. Um, the, uh, the mash was so slow. I could not get it to run. Like, it was so backed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had times where if you try to turn the pump up, it just sucks that grain down even tighter. So I try to just let it go. Yeah. And, um, so I think it's going to be a little lighter ABV than what we are shooting for, but, uh, That's no problem. same just, great taste. That just means you can drink more. True story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a session. Well, I also want to talk about. The same day that you had your big event, we had a fundraiser for the cross country team. 
by yeah, Anthony Wayne's Anthony Wayne, team. right? Yep. Anthony Wayne Generals. The Go Ant- Generals. Hey, hey. Uh, awesome with a hint of lime, Generals Cream Ale. We got a bunch of beers named after Anthony Wayne, huh? We do. That's something we talked about last week, too. We should probably do like an AW Trail sometime soon. Yeah. Because it's been known as the AW Trail for ever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to your So, event. yeah, we did a big fundraiser on Saturday. Uh, this would have been the 16th or 17th. I think the 16th. Uh, it was on a Saturday. Big fundraiser for the Anthony Wayne Cross Country Team. And we had... It was already a busier Saturday, right? A good amount of people in there. And around 4 o'clock, me, Carly, and Adam are working. And we have over 70 people roll in. Walk down the street and come on in. And it was the craziest i've seen this brewery since i started working here how sweet it, i mean it was awesome it was it was great to see there were people lined up out the door on both sides luckily it went really like it was incredible how smoothly it went uh with everybody having their tickets and then we had a button in there for like whatever ticket. whatever right. beer they're ordered like right. ticket button right so it was super easy to get everybody in and out um it makes it so much faster at yeah. the register if you don't have to actually take yep cuz normally like, exchange bills and cards and all that kind of exactly. stuff exactly yeah pouring t- is fast ticket yep yep it's it's the exchange that takes the time if we run like a party bus right if a big mm-hmm. party bus rolls in or a big group of people we'll split it up like hey you take the register i'll pour for you right and yeah. that's how we have to work. backstaff it or back bar yep. yep but now that we have or when we have these tickets so easy just to grab a ticket doesn't matter what beer they're getting it's all the same it's all one ticket so you just grab the ticket and then pour whatever yeah beer that's sweet want. yeah and it went with I that mean, was, this was saturday this was on saturday the 16th yeah. and i don't know how much money was raised for this fundraiser but i know that we had a ton of tickets i mean over 80 tickets we ended up pouring for. wow wow and sounds like a fantastic event i was i was scheduled to work from noon to six that day and then six rolls around and what time did they come in they came in around four a little after okay. four yep. the event started yep. at four and then everybody walked down so um i was scheduled till six and by the time six rolled around we were still like yes yeah, go still, go go still like banging, it, it was right? still busy right. so i stayed for an extra hour Really, I probably should have stayed later. Who than did that we because, have music? Um, Shane. Um, oh, Shane Pisecki. Shane Pisecki. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I talked to him earlier. Shane, and he brought a guest. Did he? Right. I, I think, left. Right. So I left at seven. Yeah, I think he was bringing in another musician with him, like a fr- musician friend. Oh, that's cool. I, I talked to him to Shane earlier in the day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think he was bringing. Some. So you left. I left. At, uh, he started playing at seven, and I left right before he had started playing. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, yep. we had him, and then we also had El Padrino's food truck out there that day. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was a, I mean. What El a, Padrino. What a day for food sweet, and music. Sweet, sweet stuff. Um, they do a fantastic job. Um, yeah, they, uh, they are mm-hmm. good at their craft. Oh, yeah. They are right? the best. Before I left, I made sure to get, I think I got a burrito and three tacos. So, so I was... Uh, um, eating at uh, um, Casino de Carlos in town yeah. in Waterville. 
and uh, I was I was actually with Eric and Melissa. Oh yeah, Williams who yep. sponsored the golf outing. And, yeah, um, Jan and I and and um, and um, he they they patron there a fair amount, so they know yeah quite a few of the staff and. He says, "Hey, El Padrino is going to be down at Buffalo Rock." He says, "You know, to the to the people working at at another Mex- at a Mexican restaurant that's like a you know brick and mortar store." Yep. And he's like, "Yeah, you know the the waiter says, yeah, I know." And uh, he goes, um, "I don't know if I'm going to get there because I got this this and this going on." And Eric's like, "They stop, they leave, they leave the Mexican restaurant that they eat at to go <laughs> eat El Padrino when they." come to waterville and i think it's kind of no way. a it's, i swear to you I, I listened to the whole conversation that is um i think it's kind of a um it's kind of a uh a salute or like a uh um camaraderie thing yeah you know that you know we'll, we'll patronage you you patronage us yeah you know i don't i don't think there's i don't think there's a Honestly, I don't think there's a giant battle for great Mexican food. No, yeah. Yeah. I think there's some that are doing it okay, and there's some that are doing it great. I'll tell you what. El Padrino's. They're doing it great. They are doing it great. Yeah. Casino de Carlos. They're doing it great, in my opinion. Yeah. They they really are. They. He's got a few different locations. Um, One in Perrysburg. um, One in Waterville. Whoa. And then... um, Forget the name of it, but it's the new restaurant in uh, Perrysburg downtown. It's got a different name, Lapitas, oh, I think. I'm not sure. Lapitas. I know what and, you're talking um, about, but I'm not sure the name. That's that's um, same ownership. It might be a little bit different, but um, yeah, he, he's got a, he's got it going on. He definitely knows how to uh, run a restaurant. We uh, had another uh, Mexican food truck in. A few, uh, probably a month ago, I want to say. Taquitos. Ta- yes, Taquitos, yes. yeah. yeah they were stuff. also yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, actually, I, I think I got to reach out to them tomorrow. So yeah, I, I might have another date if they Let's can. Let's get them back on the schedule because yeah. they were great. Um, yeah. Great, always great food trucks at Buffalo Rock. We're pretty fortunate that way. Yeah. All right, we are. It, it's, a, it's a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, that that we built together, um, and uh, yeah, I mean they're all in their own right, all fabulous, mm-hmm. and uh, we're fortunate that we have, I think, an atmosphere that they like. Yep. Right, and that um, they the the two kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but I think like the the brew pub and the, um. The small brew pub, right? The, you know, the, the local craft brew pub. Um, and food trucks kind of basically, at least around here, hit the popularity like yep. at about the exact same time. Yeah. And I think because of that, they've kind of married. Ernest certainly um, locally led the charge on that. Yeah. Um, in South Toledo. Um, and then I think, uh, you know, several, are, several are doing it. Patron Saints, uh, Pazlov's, um, uh, Encore, uh, I think Quentin Tembird now is looking at doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a great, um, unity 
and it keeps us out of you know the food business and we're not professionals at that what's great is like for me you know serving i don't have to worry about food at all which is right. obviously, I well, don't it's wanna... a whole different thing of a, of a running a yeah. business. Yeah, it's a whole I mean, it whole different animal. But I think two of the biggest pluses for me, other than not having to deal with the food, is one, when someone comes in, I know that they're not coming in because we have, you know, good food or because we have some any food actually. Yeah, they are coming for our beer. So yeah. anyone that comes yeah. in and anyone that comes back is coming yeah. back for our beer. And I mean, that, in all fairness, the the food trucks do get people that come. They do for yes. them. You're right. Specifically, you're you're entirely um, right. There's a lot of food. Uh, trucks there are some that come specifically just for the food truck. Pull up, order the food, wait in their car, get their food, leave. Yep. Um, there are some that come in, get the food truck, come in, have a beer, have a beer, yep. food's ready, leave. Um, but I think you are right. I think the majority are coming to yeah. Nobody's coming patron the establishment for our food. You're right. They could yeah, be coming they, for yeah. their food, but nobody's yeah. coming for us. But on top of that, I love the fact, especially you know, as working there and being there almost every day, whether I'm working in the back or working, you know, serving beer. I don't, you know, I have something different every night. And for those right. regulars that come in, they have something different every night. They don't have to be like. Oh, right. I'm going to eat the same thing. Buffalo Rock has the same, you know, chicken sandwich or the same mm-hmm. burger that I have to eat every single night. We have Captain's Kitchen one night. We have Smash Dogs the next. We have El Padrino's. And they're all great. And they're all... I, I do think it makes it... So, you know, not that regular means that you're, like, coming there and you're camping out. Yeah, yeah. But regular meaning that, you know, we'll see you a few times a week and that it does make it so kind of coming to home base, but home base almost is like um, a different restaurant. Yeah. Every night. You yeah. know, it, it, it's, it is, it is a great relationship Same between beer, but us and the food trucks. And yeah. Very happy to have them. Yeah. Um, Couldn't agree more. And great relationships with like the staff. Um, I've had, I do a lot of the scheduling, so, mm-hmm. um, getting to know the staff of the food trucks and, and the owners. Um, but our staff also has gotten to be friends with, yeah. you know, owners and staff of the food trucks, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't, I can't really say anything negative about any of them. We've, we've had a few that I would say the what they offer isn't the best choice for our environment. Um, for instance, coffee and donuts. <clears throat> Not that it doesn't work, but it doesn't really work at, you know, yep. 8 o'clock at night yep. as much as it does at In the noon on yep. a Saturday, maybe. Yep, yep. <clears throat> yep. You know, we, I agree with that. We've talked about that. We've tried some different things, but... Um, Certain ones do really well, um, but definitely the mix. I think it, and I think it helps each truck. Yep. Right, because when they come in the night before, it wasn't the same thing. Yeah, when Lyle's crepes comes in, that's the first crepes you're eating all week. Right. When right. yeah, uh, Baba's Baba's eats. Yep. You're, you got your Mediterranean yep. coming, right? Something yep. completely different. Yep. And for the people that do come every night, like 
they're getting something different. Captain's Kitchen, it's going to bring you kind of a, a little bit of like the gourmet sandwiches along with yep. um, some seafood freshness. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, loaded chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, maker loaded. Want to make her loaded? Want to make her loaded? Yep. That's yeah. They've been they've been doing a good hit lately. Um, I don't even uh, want to start naming them because I'm gonna miss I know, a couple. Yeah, and I'm gonna feel way, bad for way. missing some because like same way. the ones that we Rick's have. Back, Shack. I mean, I yeah. know I could I yeah. could just sit and go. They're all so good. Um, yeah, and if we didn't name you, please don't take offense because um, Rosie's Italian. I mean, I, oh I my could gosh, Rosie. Whatever it pops up, you know. Um, yeah, it, it's just, again, for all you food trucks out there, we appreciate you Yeah, and, uh, the relationship and, um, we're getting close to wintertime scheduling, which is always fun <laughs> with food trucks. Cause they, they kind of slow down. Yeah. Some obviously. of them don't run in the winter, yep. so it gets a little bit more slim pickings, but, uh, yeah, we got, um, I think we got it somewhat figured out. Well, that's always a plus. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the, uh, John Prey chocolate porter mm-hmm. did not disappoint, Travis. It certainly did not. Um, I'm at my last sup. I am I think that, that's a reason to call it. Yeah. Anything to add? Anything fun coming up? Uh, nothing Got anything for me. exciting in your future? Uh, nothing too crazy. I know I'm just working and... Enjoying a nice Buffalo Rock beer. I'm excited for Jeff to come back, and I'm excited to talk to him about yeah, his trip to Portland. Cool. We also have some great guests coming up. I know next week we're going to be talking with uh, Courtney from uh, yeah, Transient got, Yoga. Yep, Transient Yoga, Courtney, and yeah. yep. Um, and then I think if everything works out, we got uh, Sarah coming back. Hopefully, um, yeah. it was a great conversation. Trivia and music bingo and. It's a shame that we lost that episode because we all got done with the episode and we're like, oh, that was such a great conversation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, things happen and adversity, we will roll with it and <laughs> get over it. Yeah. And uh, all right. Well, I think, Jeff, we miss you. And uh, But Skip here has uh, held the helm pretty good. And I think with that, that's a wrap for Bevy's on Tap. Cheers. Cheers.